Talking Travel. Thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King. Sally Lucas, a little bit of ice is great for summer. It's great for winter too. <laughs> like well, exactly. I mean, we don't have the ice or the snow down here, of course, in winter, but of course the other half of the world does. And there are some wonderful festivals in that Northern Hemisphere that have the ice sculptures and snow displays and all sorts of things happening. Now, one of them is Harbin in China. Now, it goes for quite a long time because they have such a long, I guess, harsh winter, minus 20-odd, um, 5 January through to the beginning of March but they have some of the tallest and most magnificent ice sculptures I've ever seen. Now, if anyone can get a copy of the Sydney Morning Herald today, they had a lift out on China, which has got a double page on this actual event. If you wanted more detail on it, it's a good article to read. Um, but last year, the tallest one was 51 metres, and they've been going for 30 years, and each year they tried to build a higher and a taller and a bigger one. Wow. So quite incredible, isn't it? You wonder you how long it takes them to, to put them together. Well, them uh, they take some of them take up to 100 days depending on the size of them because with the big ones they need cherry pickers and forklifts and then they get into it with axes and shovels and any implement to shape and I mean some of the buildings are just you wouldn't think they were made of ice they're just quite incredible so and it's you know a long way north in China so obviously it is very very cold and it's on a river called the Songhua River this is an island on that river which is where it's all housed apparently but they have other events happening as well things for kids they have horse drawn you know little um sulky type things going around they have an ice and snow world where you can go through um, the actual snow world itself um, obviously local food nightlife etc etc so you can get there basically from Beijing as the major airport where we would fly into and it's about a two-hour flight from Beijing or they do have a high-speed train there that takes about seven and a half hours but quite an incredible if you just get a chance even to google it some of the sculptures are absolutely amazing and some wonderful colors that's done with lights. I yes, suppose. yes. And, and the other one that I'd heard more about than Harbin was Sapporo in Japan. It has a famous one. It only goes for a year every week in February. Um, it's the 5th to the 11th of February next year. A week every year? Uh, and with it, uh, only for a week every right. year. Otherwise, the other one went from 5 January through to March. But yes. I guess their cold is much colder. And I guess their ice sculptures retain longer and before yes. they, they melt. Um, so they have three sites, though, in Sapporo where this happens that you can get to and they run shuttle buses and everything to get you to and fro. So, again, one does mainly the snow and ice sculptures, which is the Odori Park. And some of them are not quite as big, but they say up to 15 metres high and as broad as 25 metres. But then they have lots of other places where they have activities as well with snow slides, snow rafting, family adventure uh, diversions as well. And, of course, then they have the ice sculpture contest which someone has to win and it attracts two million people to to Sapporo every year and there's a couple in Canada as well as well yeah there's one in Edmonton that runs from the 27th of January to the 12th of Feb so that's quite a you know longer two-week duration and their little man who was uh, designed I think way back when it first started or not first started but I think it's been interrupted uninterrupted since 1955 but it's been held on and off since 1894 mm -hmm. and in 1955 they designed this little man called Bonhomme uh, which is Goodman, I guess, if you want to translate it literally from the French. And he's their little mascot. And it, again, it's one of the largest winter festivals in the world. They have a ball, they have private party shows, everything happening again, opening and closing ceremonies. It's a masquerade ball, um, outdoor sporting events, snowboarding, ice canoeing, <laughs> um, hockey, dog sledding, um, including world championship tournaments. So 
Yeah, these people really celebrate their winter, don't they, Jane? And there's another one too in Edmonton. It's called the, this is only their 14th annual Ice on White, W-H-Y-T-E, they spell it, festival. And that has two periods. It goes 26 to 29 Jan and again from 2 to 5 February in Edmonton. And they have an ice carving competition there that anyone can enter as well. Um, and they, you know, you have professional ice carving artists, of course, as well, but you can for the amateurs also. And then they judge them again and you have a winner. So, so lots of wonderful ice and snow festivals around the world. And quite often you could combine that with a bit of a skiing holiday, which is what well, we love to do. exactly. I mean, so many people go to Whistler. And even Whistler has, for about 10 days over the festive period, has lots of things happening again, like parties and events and activities. And, you know, so there's something happening in all these areas and even in the ski areas themselves that they'll be putting on something special over the festive season. Making a holiday even richer. Sally Lucas... Cruise vessels. Now, it's we know it's so really popular, mm. but it's good to see that there's more and more choice happening for us here in Australia. Well, there certainly is, Jane, and it's amazing how it keeps on increasing, actually. Um, this year, we've had a record 41 different cruise ships or from you know, different cruise liners come in to here to spend their summer here, um, which is three vessels up from last year, which mightn't sound a lot, but that's still an increase, so that's, that's still pretty good. Um, and the vessels will make a total of almost 900 calls to Australian ports which you think of all the money that generates to all those ports of call as well. And that's a 10% increase on last year's figures. And most or more than half of the ships will often offer return trips from our shores as well. But there are some new ones that are going to grace our shores up until about April next year. And one I think came in yesterday, was it? The Ovation of the Seas? It's Into mm, Newcastle. Into, into Sydney. Into Sydney. Sorry. Massive. It's a massive. It's I think it's the fourth largest cruise vessel in the world. Really? And it's, it's the largest one to come into Sydney. Uh, so it's come in. We've got the Emerald Princess coming in for the first time as well. And it, uh, well, it's already here. It arrived in Fremantle in November, but it'll continue to cruise in Australia. Um, the Marsdam from the Holland America line was its first time here. It arrived in Sydney in October and is staying here for the summer. Uh, Seabourn, the beautiful five star luxury vessel, absolute ultra luxury, this vessel is as well, by the way. Um, it's arriving in Darwin in January. Um, we've got uh, Haploid Cruises, which is from Europe, the Europa 2. It's coming into Hobart in December and staying along for the summer. The Norwegian Star is coming in in January into Darwin and also continuing here. The Azamara Journey, which is part of that wonderful cruise line, Azamara Club Cruises, which is boutique luxury small ship cruising. It's arriving February in Darwin and staying on. And then a really new one is the Oceania Sirena, and it's coming in here in March into Brisbane next year as well. So, so all we, of that gives us a lot more choice too. Well, we that's it. I mean, they're just the that. new ones, forgetting all the other ones that are already based here for the summer season. So we are very, very fortunate, actually. Hmm. Lots of cruise options. Um, also, just thought I'd mention a little airline news that came in this week, that Australian travellers are now flying with Hawaiian Airlines from this week between Sydney or Brisbane and Honolulu will step on board the airline's newly redesigned Airbus A330 featuring a new elegant premium cabin, which is an expansion of what they had before of their popular extra comfort product, which just gave you extra legroom, a few extra benefits, 
better check in, more luggage, etc. So these are actually 18, they've got 18 lie flat leather seats that fold into 180 degree beds. And you have, it's a roomy 20.5 inches wide and 76 inches long. And it's a 222 configuration, which is quite nice as well. So the seats are ideally tailored um, to suit obviously couples being in the two configuration and also offering you know functionality and more privacy to the business traveller so just keep that in mind that's something really nice and with those extra seats even if you can't afford to go on your premium cabin um, lie flat seats if you just want to pay for the extra room seats or extra comfort seats as they call them it's only $105 Australian per sector like Sydney to Honolulu return would be 210 for example to give you that extra room you get Check priority check-in, priority boarding, extra luggage, better meal on board. So it's not much extra to pay for to do that. A few perks. And the other thing I just thought I'd mention, Jane, um, seeing as it's the end of the year on our last program, I was... For the year. For the year, yes. I was speaking at um, a woman's group I belonged to the other night. They asked me to do an end-of-year talk on travel to finish the year on a high, happy note. And I... Reflecting that it's actually 40 years this year that I commenced in the travel industry, and I almost find that hard to believe myself. Gone and by in a flash. <laughs> gone by in a flash. And I, I was just thinking of the changes that I've seen in that time, which is quite amazing. Like, we would never have even dreamt of going to Iceland, Arctic, or the Antarctic, or to Bhutan, or Tibet, or to Russia, or China, or, you know, all these countries and lands and continents are open to us now. We've come a remarkably long way, and we went from being a seafarer world and then the Suez Canal crashed and so on in the you know in the um, 60s so then we started flying of course and that changed things everyone wanted to fly everywhere everyone was a bit more time poor wanted to get there more quickly instead of the six-week journey you know on a ship or the overland tour which a lot of people did that overland tour famous overland tour through to to London Um, and now of course we've just about turned full circle as we've talked today with so many options with cruising and sea voyages again but of course air travel is still on the increase as well you know they're saying by 2030 we're going to need 5,000 more or no 30,000 more pilots or something like that some incredible amount of pilots so everything is growing the world is just not more than one oyster it's a whole bucket of oysters now we have got so much of the world to see and visit and I just encourage everyone if you get the opportunity whether it's in our country or another country it doesn't matter where it is just immerse yourself in experiencing something special and it's something you'll always remember for the rest of your life. Jane before I get on to the hot deals I just wanted to let our listeners know that the field of light display which I've originally talked about when we came back was due to finish in March next year it's been so popular it's been extended for another year so everyone that has missed out and doesn't want to really go in the hot summer months can now look at going next year in the cooler months so right through till the end of March 2018 so that is fantastic that we've got it for another year so yes if you haven't done it it is fabulous thing to experience so, so where's that then so? Uluru ah the field of light display that's at okay. Uluru yes wonderful um so if you get the opportunity um do that it, it's Bruce Munro the uh, English um light artist has d- established this and it's the colors are just fantastic and as the sun goes down and the all the um solar energy puts these little globules of light all around many hectares all around Uluru it's just spectacular
Mm. So keep that in mind if you would like to still do that. Now, I've got lots to get through today and today. It's the last one, so I'm squeezing in as much as I can for this year. Um, now, this is uh, called Canals and Creations. It's valid till the 15th of December. It's a 15-night itinerary where you fly into Venice and out of Barcelona with Etihad. You have one night in Venice and then you join a 12-night cruise on the Riviera from Venice to Barcelona. Fantastic. And then if you want, you can have also a two-night post-cruise accommodation included in that as well. And that's from under $9,000 departing May next year. This one is Japan. You can do this is valid till 22 December. And this is for um, Cunard Line. You're on the Queen Elizabeth and you're flying, oh, flying, cruising, you're not flying. You're cruising from uh, Brisbane to Kobe and you get two nights post cruise accommodation in Osaka and a one way airfare back. So you have to get yourself to Brisbane, but that's an easy thing to do out of Newcastle these days. 15 nights on that starts at under three and a half and it departs 28 February next year. Uh, the next one is a Royal Escape, valid until 22 December. This again is on Cunard. So you're flying on this one to Shanghai and returning from Singapore on Singapore Airlines. You get a night pre-cruise in Shanghai and a 10-night voyage on the Queen Mary from Shanghai to Singapore and one night in Singapore at the end. And that's for under $2,500. That's really good value for money. There's another one called Buddhas and Temples. I love all these titles. Um, 27 March next year. And that's economy class airfare to Bangkok, returning from Mumbai, flying Singapore Airlines. Two nights in Bangkok, then an 18-night cruise on Nautica from Bangkok to Mumbai. Incredible itinerary going through Thailand and uh, Myanmar and all ports in Sri Lanka, India, etc. And that's um, with everything included. One night again in Mumbai at the end. And that's a touch over $6,000 for 21 nights. Um, this is called Enchanting Enclaves. I like the name of this one. Um, it's 29 September next year. Valid till 30 December to book on this. Again, Again, it's air into Venice, returning from Nice with Singapore Airlines. A night in Nice, then you get a wonderful 18-night cruise on the Riviera from Venice to Monte Carlo in a veranda stateroom with two nights in Nice at the end. And you're going, you know, all through some wonderful ports in Croatia, um, Sicily, in Malta, in Italy, all around, you know, the um, Mediterranean coastline, th through Nice, down into Spain. Just, just fantastic itinerary. That's a 21-night, and that's about 10 and a half. And this last one is just Japan, simple name, Japan and Taiwan, valid till 30 December, 18 nights from under three and a half thousand, return air from Sydney or Melbourne to Tokyo and then returning from Hong Kong flying Vietnam Airlines. And you get two nights in Tokyo, a 14 night cruise on the Volendam from Yokohama to Hong Kong. Again, doing some wonderful ports throughout um, Hong Kong, Taiwan, um, China and Japan. And of course, your air home and that's from under three and a half thousand. So that's just a few of those. Just a couple more, Jane, just to let you know, Bunnick Tours have been having an early bird discount. Now, that is due to finish on the 22nd of December. It's the last week now where you can save 250 per person on a range of their European tours. Now, this one here I love, Cuban Discovery, Cuba being the flavour of the month. Um, this is an 18-night cruise on MSC Opera where you fly with Qantas um, via the States down to Mexico. You have two nights in Mexico. Then you fly on to Havana and you have four nights there before boarding a 14-night cruise that goes all the way down into Jamaica, Cayman Island, back across to Belize, then back on to the Mexican coast to Cozumel, Costa Maya and back across to Cuba and you have time in Havana again.
again. That's I reckon that's really wonderful, and that includes getting you your tourist card for Cuba, which is can be a bit hard to get and there's all sorts of prices at the moment it seems to be a little bit of an open slather on where you get them so that's again it's under six thousand dollars for your 18 nights and all your air itinerary and there's a couple of other lovely cuba ones there and just to let you know the other lines other than msc that are going in there now as of next year you've got royal caribbean line who's got a whole range of cruises from florida so do oceania and so do azamara as well so look there's a stack of great things still out there we're finishing I guess the year on a, on a happy note with lots of lovely cruise and land combinations and I'd just like to wish our listeners a wonderful festive season and obviously safe travels wherever they go and look forward to catching up next year and thanks for a great year of talking travel Sally Lucas thank you Jane and we'll look forward to it again next year too very happy Christmas to you and we will talk travel again in the future for our sponsor Travel on King on 2NURFM thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle topics range from gardening to health well-being pet care finance business and travel You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.